their spoons and chopsticks to greet the dawn of a new day. Ah, and here is Bin, greeting him quietly as always, bowl in hands, never particularly animated until he's had a few sips of broth. Although he's well into his fifties, Bin is a man still so like the boy who used to accompany his father, Dao, to Hung's fu shop back in the revolutionary days of the early 1950s. The world has changed much since then, but Bin remains the same mindful, meditative soul who used to pad after Hung, helping him carry the empty bowls out to the dishwasher in the alleyway behind the shop. There you go, Bin, Hung says, as he does every morning, dropping a handful of chopped green herbs into his bowl from shoulder height with exacting flourish. Hung, what happened to your glasses? Bin asks of the crack that bisects the left lens. Hung, loath to admit he inadvertently sat upon them last night, shrugs as if it's a mystery to him, too. Come, Bin gestures, let me fix them for you. Hung dutifully unhooks his glasses from his ears and hands them to Bin Sun Tu, who's waiting beside his father with his empty bowl. Tu tucks them into his father's shirt pocket, and Bin shuffles left, making way for his son. Tu just twenty-two years old, but so full of confidence, greets Hung with more words than Bin ever does, and waves his chopsticks left and right as he tries to calculate the size of the pool. This is very much like him. Tu loves numbers in a way that seems to pain him. He used to teach math at a high school, but he's abandoned that recently in favor of entertaining tourists. Hung is not sure all that foreign interaction is good for the boy, but he trusts Bin as monitoring the situation. Hung indulges Tu with a challenge this morning. I'd like to see you calculate the pool's volume in terms of the number of bowls of pho that would be required to fill it. Tu grins as he maneuvers his way carefully across the pool, holding his bowl right under his nose, the steam rising like incense smoldering in a temple to bathe his face. Hung has taught Tu... Bin and Bin's father Dao before him, that you can tell a good broth by its aroma, the way it begs the body through the nose. And Fu Bak, the Fu of Hanoi, is the greatest seducer, because of the subtle dance of seasonings that animates the broth. It's not just the seasonings that make Fu Bak distinct, it is provenance, a lesson Hung would happily deliver to anyone interested in listening. The history of Vietnam lies in this bowl, for it's in Hanoi, the Vietnamese heart, that Pho was born, a combination of the rice noodles that predominated after a thousand years of Chinese occupation and the taste for beef the Vietnamese acquired under the French, who turned their cows away from plows and into beef tech and pot au feu. The name of their national soup is pronounced like this French word for fire, as Hung's uncle Chien explained to him long ago. We're a clever people, his uncle had said. We took the best the occupiers had to offer and made it our own. Fish sauce is the key. In matters of soup and well beyond, even romance, some people say. It was only with the painful partitioning of the country in 1954 that Pho went south. The million who fled communism held the taste of home in their mouths, the recipe in their hearts but their eyes grew big in the markets of Saigon, and they began to adulterate the recipe with imported herbs and vegetables. The foes of Saigon had flourished brash with freedom and abundance, 
while the North ate a poor man's broth, plain and watered down, with chicken in place of beef, as the party ordered the closure of independent businesses like Hong's and a string of government-owned cafeterias opened in their place. Terrible stuff it was, gray as stagnant rainwater in a gutter. Those who were old enough to remember it thank Hung for getting rid of the moldy taste in their mouths. Kids of To's generation probably can't even imagine it. To was born just before the government's desperately needed economic reforms of 1986, when the market was liberalized in order to alleviate starvation and independent ownership once again became a possibility. Only then could the true potential of Fu be realized. The challenge for Hung now has less to do with the availability of ingredients than with the need for restraint. Hung sees himself as a guardian of purity, eschewing bean sprouts and...